0: So how you doing? You know, I get to hang out with my bestie. That's my favorite part of all of this. That's exactly it. damn like if the podcast ever dies which it won't it but will. if it does can we still just hang out every night or every once every night of once the week once a week you there can we do go. it yep. yeah thank at god at least Fuck, one you take a week. over <laughs> we will still hang out okay whether or not we have this but we just won't tell like the husbands and stuff that we don't do the podcasting. oh genius just like gotta go record and they'll be like we haven't seen a tiktok come on in a minute and i'm like they That's don't so weird. pay attention She's they we just don't do that anymore. Yeah, we just we're gonna stop doing that one. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody really liked him anyway. See, so. that's what you guys gotta do when you're trying to hang out with your bestie mm-hmm. and shit's too cray. Just be like, oh, we started a new hobby. We started a podcast, and yeah. they'd be like, that's weird. You don't have microphones. You'd be like, we use our phones. Yeah, I'd be like, well, we do. We just like I'm at Stacy's house, and you'd be like, I'm at Aaron's house, and then you guys just. Go Don't to the go. Beach. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Man, we really fucked up, didn't we? Yeah, by actually That's starting a, a podcast. <laughs> that was a genius idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my god, on that note, do you want to give me your goddamn? I want nothing more. Okay, tell me everything. Okay. Because so I have been sitting on this for a hot minute. I gave you a little snippet. You so gave me a teaser. I will present it to you all the way that I have presented it to Stacy. Yes. Was I sent her a screenshot of me texting Brandon mm-hmm. two pictures of a very cute dog. Very cute dog. And I said, I think I'll call her Marge. So and Aaron got a new dog. I texted that to Stacy, and I was like, let's see how this plays out. Because I was like, obviously, Stacy's going to have questions. Yeah. This is in my front yard, clearly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So what happened was... Yeah. Also, for the record, this dog had a collar on, so for sure it's somebody else's dog. And Aaron is, like, super infamous for being, like... It's mine and I'll take it. And I'm always the one that's like, dude, that's somebody's pet. Like you got to give it back. But this is the one time that I was like – you're gonna keep her, right? Okay, so yeah, first, yeah, first, I'm at the computer. Brandon is gone. Yeah. right. Kids are awake and hanging out and whatever. And I'm at the computer. And then my kid comes up to me and he goes, "Mom, I saw a dog outside." And I was oh, like, "Is we it are our dog inside?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like how did you? Yeah, because you know my house. There's not really many places that to you... see outside. To see outside, In your large ass windows. I mean, I have some large ass windows, but like you can't see dogs through them. Like, no, you can no, see no tj yeah yeah but like not dogs like you can't see the ground you know yeah 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 we don't look at the ground we don't look at the ground here (laughs) and so i was like where was it and he's like outside and i was like but like which outside where were you standing (laughs) yeah i need (laughs) more context that you saw a dog and he was like he said puppy dog too (gasps) and so i was like Okay, where were you? (sighs) to rescue it. Yeah, and he's like up there at like the front door. He's pointing at the front door area. And so I was like, was it on the porch? And he was like, no, it was on the driveway. And I was like, let's check the ring camera, right? Yeah. I'm lazy. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to just go running outside for anything. Yeah, like what if this is a prank? I'm not walking right into this fucker's. Doom, exactly. Trap. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a little jokester too. Yeah, yeah. he'll always go, "I joked you." And I'm yeah, he like, yeah, fucking did. Yeah, so I was get like, me. Let's, "Let's check the ring camera." So yeah. I look on the ring camera. I don't see anything. And then I was like, "He's like, no, it's out there. There was a dog out there." And so I was like, "All right, let's go." So then I get up and I'm going outside. And I'm like, "You have to stay inside." And mm-hmm. as I'm like. Walking out the door onto my porch, I was like, How big was this dog? Yeah, I have questions now actually. <laughs> what were we talking here? Like am I about to walk up on like a German shepherd? Is it or a coyote? <laughs> like a puppy. Yeah, what yeah. are we what are we looking at? You yeah. know? And my kid was like, um, it's about the size of Hank. Which is still not a small dog. Yeah, like Like, a full size dog. That's That's still a that's not a puppy. Yeah, it's a whole ass dog. Yeah. It's not it's a medium sized dog. Hank is our small dog, but it's still a medium sized dog. Carl's like massive. So small is not a very good yeah. And so I was Adjective. like... Adjective. Okay. And so I went out on the porch and I'm like, "Hi, hey dog. I don't... Hello. I don't see anything. <laughs> hello, doggy. Hello, dog. And I don't see anything. So I'm Daddy like, Warbucks is here to save you. <laughs> Please come into my house. <laughs> so I don't see anything. I was like, whatever. You're a liar <laughs> or something. And I go back inside and then the dogs kind of were going nuts. And so I let them inside. I'm like, all right, listen, this is starting to check out a little bit. It's starting to check out a little bit. So I let the dogs into the house and then I went onto the balcony and I was like, Let's just see if I can see anything because there's, like, a little canyon behind our house, right? And uh-huh. I go out there and I see a pup, like, right at our gate or at our fence where uh-huh. the dogs were probably going bananas. I don't know why they came inside, but they did. Yeah. Like, good dogs. With Mom. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, go get him, right? Yeah. And so I went into our fenced area. <laughs> go get him. I go get him. So I went into our fenced area because I was like, I'm not just going to walk up on this, like, strange-ass dog, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. see if he's friendly first. Yeah. So I walk up and the dog just starts, like, wagging his tail oh, on the other side of the fence. Oh, he's friendly. Like, okay, I guess I gotta go get him. So I yeah. like, let it smell me and stuff through the fence and then I was like, you wait right here. Don't go anywhere. Don't go I anywhere. I got treats. Yeah, we're about to be best friends. And I'm so going save you. I fucking went around, I got him and she was just so happy. She was just a little wiggly puppy. I think she was probably like maybe three years old too. Yeah, yeah. Like she's like a younger dog. Like as big as she's gonna get but also still like young and playful. Yeah, and, so fucking cute. Oh. She had a little underbite. Like, <gasps> it was like a pit mix kind of dog. Stop. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely like a, a pit bull mixed with something. Mixed with something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she had a little underbite. And I was like, oh, my God. She's a little <sighs> old lady. I'm going to call her Marge. <laughs> and so I took all the pictures. I sent those to Brandon. And I was like, we got a dog. And it had a collar on. Check the collar. No tags or anything. And I Interesting. was like, yeah, no tags. Sucks, right? Uh-huh. So I was like, sucks I for the family. Because really, now it's your dog. I don't really know what to do. Well, listen, I have reformed my ways. Yeah, you really have. I really have. Yeah. Also because it's a lot of responsibility. Honestly, that's really what it is. It's like you had kids and it changed you. It is. Like, I, you once fucking hand-fed a baby squirrel back to life. I did. I did. Yeah. Those days are over. Those days are kind of over because I was like, there's no tags on you. And, like bye. Good luck. (laughs) I hope you're okay. But also I grew up in this house where dogs free roamed because that's the neighborhood that we're in. And so I'm like, maybe you're supposed to be outside. Like, I don't know your life. I'm not trying to control you. (laughs) I'm not trying to hold you back. Yeah. Be free. Live your best life. You look like you're having fun. And she wasn't like running around crazy or like going in the streets or anything. She's just like up in the canyons. I was like, whatever. Have fun. Yeah. And I was like, "Eh, good luck. I pet her for a minute. And then I was like. You don't have tags. Like, I'm sorry for your owners. Bye. Yeah. And so I went back inside and I text Brandon that picture. Like, oh, I'm going to call her Marge, right? Just, like, trying to Fuck get a rise out of him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and uh he was like, oh, my God, did you keep her? And I was like, first of all. Hang on. Let me go back. <laughs> did we switch bodies? Yeah. Like, I'm going to you... go get her now that I know that it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, well, no. I let her outside. Like, she didn't have information on her collar or anything. So just let her go. And Brandon just texts, well, it's getting dark. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll be right back. Oh, <laughs> it's getting dark. She doesn't want to be out there all alone. It was getting dark. Well. It was getting dark. My name is Marge. Yeah, and so I was like, well, I'll just go see if she's still outside. And yeah. so then I went out to and the balcony. She's all happy again. to see you? No, she was. She uh-huh. was literally just chill. Like, she didn't give a fuck about anything. Like, oh, she would okay. whack her tail and come to me and, like, look for pets or whatever. And then she'd be like, anyway, I'm going to go look at this rock. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did not give a fuck, right? Uh huh. So I went back onto the balcony and I look out. She's still fucking there. And I was like, hey, pup. And she looked up at me and started wiggling her butt. And I was like, all right. You're mine. Yeah. So then I went and I got her and I put her into the gated area. And then I put her all over, like, social media and stuff. And I was like, eh, dog. There's somebody, dog. somebody's dog and one person responded and was like oh my god do you still have her and so i was like i need to private message this person so that like she's like oh it's my fucking boyfriend's girlfriend's mom's cousin's dog we're watching it for him like i'm gonna need some more details that's where i went with it i was like can you like explain or call her or describe something and they sent me a picture of the dog and i was like all right okay okay. like that's that's (laughs) like where's her birthmark what's her favorite flavor of treat place to get so far it's bacon strips <laughs> so far it's all of them yeah i fed her too i was uh-huh. like you're my princess no yeah and uh the lady like, was now like now the dog has diarrhea <laughs> probably <laughs> but the lady was like well she's kind of goofy looking has an underbite and i was like yeah that's this dog checks out <laughs> Check checks out. out seems like you know it pretty well and then <laughs> she sent me a picture and i was like even better <laughs> but before that in the private message thing if for whatever reason it was like you have to put a subject because it was on like the next door app and i was yeah. like you have to put a subject I may have been allegedly high. <laughs> and so I was like, what am I supposed to put? Oh, my God. What'd you put? I have your dog. <laughs> 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 You're so weird. I love it. How did she say anything? Just we're not going to address the subject line. I love hi you. <laughs> I have your dog. Sounds right. Yeah. I mean, I have her dog, so. I had her dog. Well, I typed it and I giggled to myself like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to put something in this, like, in the body, like, in the least creepy way possible, but, like, you want to come get her or whatever, <laughs> yeah. right? Because, like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck else I'm supposed to put. But I was also high. Oh, my <laughs> So God. I was, like, just stuck with, like, I have your dog. <laughs> and then I was, like, dog in the subject. They were in the fucking body. I'm like, do you still want (laughs) her? That hasn't changed in this situation, has it? I don't know, man. It was a very fucking awkward text conversation. And also, she was starting a private message to me that had the dog's name, which was apparently Lima, which was oh. spelt like Lima. And I was like, oh, she's a Lima Bean. Aww. And so then I started calling her Lima Bean and Lima, and she was not responding. And then I was like, you're like, obviously it's Marge. <laughs> obviously it's Marge. And then I started calling her Lima, and I was like, oh, I guess that's how you say your name. And she mm. fucking responded either which way. The lady got her dog. I did my good deed for the day. Good and for you. Look at you. Yeah. She I thought for sure like... you just got a new dog. I know. I wish I did. Brandon, you and Brandon both were like, yeah. uh, why don't you keep her? Even Brandon came home. He's like, you should have just kept her. And I was like, where was this energy fucking 30 minutes ago? Because <laughs> I have stolen dogs for less. Also, uh, that yeah, you have. That is not a very good dog sitter. No, the tags were missing, and the dog was out. To be fair, her six-year-old son opened the door, and the dog got out. Mm, like, been the, there, yeah, been there, yeah. And she was like flustered, and Aww. she had the kid in the car in the front seat of the car, had the like car seat in the back. So and you all, really helped her out. You could tell that she was like, we've been fucking driving around all day. Like this is her boyfriend's sister's girlfriend's mom's car dog thing, or whatever. Dog. Not a car. So. Obviously, they've been entrusted to watch this thing and have failed miserably. Oh, absolutely. And she's like, please tell nobody about this. Take all the pictures down off of social media. (laughs) Right. I left everything up, which is people are responding now. And there's like a text back and forth on there of like, do you still have the dog? And I was like, I do. And she was like, call me with a phone number. And someone else responded was like, did you get the dog home? Bitch, read your context cues. Because people want The dog. (laughs) Probably, right? It's a cute fucking dog. I know. It's a real cute dog. She looks so fucking... Mm. fucking I put it on Reddit, too, and someone was like, did you try going to the pound to check for chip, a fucking chip tracker thing? I'm like, bro, it's six at night. No, I'm high. (laughs) I'm high. I got kids... I wasn't high at that point. Yeah. But I was like, no, like it, it was dark at the point when I was posting it onto Reddit. So yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not going Dog's sleeping here tonight. Yeah. I'll take it in the morning. Yeah. But that's not a nighttime adventure. No. Not going to the fucking pound with my two dogs at home, my two kids, and my husband's like not in the house. I'm not going to be like, let's all get in the fucking Jeep, yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Reddit. Don't yeah. you know Reddit what's going on Thanks in your life? Thanks for your input. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. It's like every fucking Karen, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know what you should do? They're like, did you look at the collar to see if it has tags <laughs> on it? And like, thank you. Genius. Fucking assholes. Genius. All I said to you was, well, it has a collar. <laughs> so, you know, it has an owner. You know, like, I tried to sneak in the responsible thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know what you should do without mm-hmm. telling you what you should do. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, but there's no tags. And I was like, well, she's yours. You tried, you know? I tried. I did my due diligence. <laughs> and now we're done. She smelled good, too. Like, she had been freshly bathed. Oh Like, someone was like, can you watch my dog? I will bathe her before I give her to you, you know? Anyway, do you want to hear my goddamn errand? I'm yeah. glad that you did the right thing. I am, too. You ready for mine? Yeah. Mine is silly. I have no memory. And Mm -hmm. it's been happening a lot lately. Pretty sure this has something to do with, like, trauma, PTSD, and the way that your body works, and to try to survive. It's like, dump these fucking memories. But, Mm -hmm. um... It affected me negatively, negatively. In the following ways. In the following ways this week. I forgot my password at work. Like the thing that I have to type five hundred times a day to like do anything to like get in to navigate into any of my systems. Yeah. Fucking forgot it. You know how when somebody's like, How old are you? and you're like, Oh my God, I don't know. You're like, Forty two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like when they're like, uh, can you please confirm the address? Like when you're at the oh, pharmacy God, and you're like, yeah. uh neighbor like usually yeah. just like five, two, three, eight. That's not right. That's not right at all. Start rattling off numbers or like, wait, that was a phone number. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, well, that was happening to me, but with my password, like it. Like, the Windows thing popped up. Enter your password. And I was like, okay, here we go. And then I just froze. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Don't think about it too hard. Like, you need the muscle memory, yeah, to, the muscle memory to Yeah, it's the muscle memory that does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. So I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, just get a cup of coffee. Come back. You know, it's going to happen again. And every time I was, like, psyching myself out. I'm like, okay, here we go. What the fuck is it? <laughs> and I tried so many times. Oh, my God. I tried so many times. And I swear to God, I was typing it in what it should have been yeah but it was not working and then I got locked out and I was like are you fucking kidding me this was Monday too for the record so it was like the Monday yesterday, oh, no. Monday yeah and I had a lot of shit to do and I'm like are you fucking serious and so I have an ability to text people on my phone which you know <laughs> lucky don't be surprised <laughs> do you pay extra for that <laughs> <laughs> you know it's unlimited <laughs> so I text somebody and I was like hey is like the system down or something because you know I'm an idiot. I can't be that dumb. Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. And like, you know, when something's wrong, it can't be me. It Mm -hmm. has to be the entire fucking system down. Obviously. And the person was like, no, it's working fine. And I'm like, fuck. It's me. So i try to call our IT line. And for whatever reason, it just wasn't working. Like, it would get me so far and it would be like, we're experiencing technical difficulties. I can't talk. Technical. We're, technical. We're experiencing technical difficulties. And I was just like, okay. And then it would hang up. And I'm like, uh, okay, so for sure it's the system then, so right? So who do I call? IT? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm fucking stuck here. You're like, did did IT call IT? Oh, my God. I was like, I don't know what to do. The only other option, because I get to work from home on Mondays. The only other option is I pack up, I go shower, and I get my it and I go into the office because we have a whole tech center I can go to and so I'm like fuck man this sucks I'm gonna go there for getting my password (laughs) I know and I'm like this is so embarrassing first of all like I've locked myself out because I don't remember my password that I type multiple times a day and I've convinced myself that it is for sure a system issue Yeah, and so I get all showered and I get all ready at this point it's like fucking 9 o'clock and I usually log in at like 7.30 and get shit going like I like to do it early because then I get ahead of the game because it's so fucking busy anyway So I eventually had to text my boss and be like, hey, um, I swear I'm typing everything correctly, but I'm just not getting in. And then I'm like, "Okay, but I can't tell her it's a system issue because I know for a fact that it's probably me and I'm just an idiot. But like, you know, maybe if I just say I swear I'm doing it right, she'll give me some grace of like, you're not a total fucking idiot. Like, been there before or whatever. She was super cool about it. But in my head, I'm like, she thinks I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And then then I'm like literally about to get into my car and go like drive away. And I'm like, you know what? There's a little voice in my head that was like, just try one more time. And I did. And I got in and I was like, what the fuck, brain? Oh, my God. What the fuck? And it's been happening nonstop with little like the words. And I'm I'm literally like, should I piss on a stick? Am I pregnant? What is going on right now? Oh, God, no, you can't be. You have a thing in your I have a thing in my arm. Mm. My tits are, they don't hurt. So we're fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. But I was, I can't remember shit. And then I've been crying like nonstop, oh, like little stupid things. Don't yeah. feel bad for me. It's like, you know. No, me yeah. too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And, but also I had a dream that I was like extremely pregnant. Oh God. Yeah. But it was like little, but it was like big, yeah. you know, like poofy or yeah. out or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was a nightmare. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I what call they it. call those. <laughs> yeah. Nightmares. Yeah. Oh my God. What is going on? I don't know. My brain is just not working. I think it's cuz they fucking, you know, they turned on the large collider thing at CERN. That's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I think it's the space uh yeah. space picture thing that's mm-hmm. James Webb. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. spread radiation all over us or something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure something weird's happening. It I feel felt very a radiated. My brain doesn't work or it could be like gummies. I don't know. Let's not blame. Let's not get hasty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's not start blaming the drugs. <laughs> Just yet. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, but I don't have a fucking brain. Yeah. Sometimes mine goes away, too. I get it. It's like that time that I locked my kids in the car while yeah. I was on because I forgot the fucking code on the outside that yeah. I typed yeah! every day. <laughs> Same thing. And like, all of a sudden, I was like, where's the muscle memory? <laughs> yeah. And it just fucking fails you. Yeah. What's up, brain? Yeah. Also, I'm very tired all the time. That's uh, life. So maybe that's it. Like, maybe I just need rest. Yeah, like you're just literally exhausted and your brain is like, bitch, you better, you better shut it down. You better do something about that brain of yours. You need to sleep. But that seems overrated. And then I should note <laughs> on top of all of this, I've been getting a shit ton of hives, like nonstop hives. Mm-hmm. And they're driving me fucking bonkers. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take Zyrtec again because I took it when I had hives before. It worked great. It was fine, whatever. And then I took it as an adult and I was like, you know what? This kind of makes me feel funny. Like, you know, if you take... I don't know if people, Benadryl makes you sleepy. Zyrtec doesn't really make you sleepy. It just makes you feel weird, different. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I took it today because I was like, you know what? I hate hives. And I popped it in the middle of the day. And by the time you got here, I had fallen asleep before you got here. And I was like, oh, my God, this is bad. We have to record two episodes tonight. And I drugged myself. What an idiot. (laughs) What a fucking idiot. I'm glad you're with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel great now that you're here. We've had coffee. Everything's oh, yeah. fine. Everything's oh, yeah. fine. But like, where's my brain? Like, oh. There's no thought process. I'm just like, here I am. Anyway, so on that wonderful note that. uh, Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, I will try really hard to use my brain this entire time. And you'll bear with me if I forget stupid words, because you always do. And you guys are awesome. All right, this week, I have got a fucking doozy for you, and I have been dying to tell you this story because it's actually a case suggestion that we picked up from CrimeCon. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Say it ain't so. Oh, I'm going to tell you it's so. And actually, while we were at CrimeCon, we heard a lot of cases, and we're planning to cover them, Mm -hmm. but like I said, we haven't been very organized. Mm -mm. But this gal, her name is Arlene, she came up to us and told us about her uncle Mm whose name is Leon, and asked us to cover his case. Or basically, was just telling us about his case. And we were like, hell yeah, we're going to cover this shit. And then she happened to email us. And so here we are. So hell yeah. This week, I'm going to tell you about Leon. Hell yeah. Let's hear it, Arlene. Okay, so his name is actually Juan Leon Lorelez. Juan Leon. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. Everybody called him Leon. Okay, And so like I said, Leon was actually Arlene's uncle. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, they were uncle and niece, but they were really only two years apart, so they actually grew up pretty close together. Okay, yeah. You know, same age, basically. Uh, Leon was much younger than his siblings, and Arlene was the oldest of her siblings, so they actually had gaps between their own actual siblings, and Leon and Arlene were closer. They considered themselves more as, like, brother-sister. Wow, okay. Than, like, cousin-uncle. Yeah, cousin-uncle. That's my (laughs) sister-daddy. yeah now, Arlene describes herself in Leon as both the shy and quiet type. Mm-hmm. She says that they grew up in a very small and conservative town, in a super Catholic family. So herself and Leon couldn't really openly be themselves with anyone in their lives except each other. Oh, that's so sad. So really they were only themselves with each other. I feel like it's like me and you. Yeah, yeah. Although we are ourselves in front of everybody here now and basically all of our friends too. But, like, I couldn't go do this with somebody else and get the same validation. <laughs> yeah, it would be awkward because they wouldn't reciprocate it. Yeah, like, no, this is where you interrupt and this is where I interrupt. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you finishing my thoughts? Why don't you get it? (laughs) Why can't you tell me what the Jesus eyes in the dust is? Yeah. Magic eyes. Come on. What is the name of that? (laughs) You know what I'm saying. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Exactly. So that's what Leon and Arlene were. Arlene describes Leon as her person and the one person that she could completely be herself around and the one person she could completely trust. They went to the same high school and they were both in the high school band together. And Leon played the trumpet and he was actually really good at it. It fun. Mm-hmm. When Arlene's mother would forget her to like come get her at school, Leon was always there to pick her up and take her home. So like I've been saying, they could just really rely on each other. Oh, that's nice. When Arlene was 16, she ended up getting pregnant and Leon was the one person that was like stayed by her side to help her out with a baby. Yeah. He literally helped her raise her children. Oh, my God. As if they were his own. Yeah. At 18, Arlene ended up moving to San Angelo, Texas. And Leon moved in with her to help her care for her sons while she worked during the day. So at this point, she has like three kids, I think. Yeah. And Leon is basically her full-time live-in nanny. Wow. Uh, Talk about lucky to have that. Right. And she's a single mom working, trying to keep her family afloat. Like, what would she have done without Leon? Yeah. Because freaking... Care, childcare is expensive. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is, is that Leon, like, wanted to do that, you know? Like, he loved that. Aww. He was, like, part of the family unit, you know? Aww. It wasn't like. Well, those uh, are, like, his little nieces and nephews. Absolutely. Essentially. Yeah. Absolutely. After a few years, Arlene, Leon, and the kids, they all moved to a small town in Texas called Brownwood. Mm-hmm. And Leon ended up working the graveyard shift at a local grocery store called Kroger's, which oh. we have a lot of them in. The U.S. I don't know if they expand to other countries, but basically it's a grocery store. Yeah. And so he would work the graveyard shift so that he could continue to watch the kids during the day so Arlene could work. Wow. Right? That's a full-time job and then going to a full-time job. Yeah. it's a lot of work. But he never complained, was happy to do it. That's very generous i know okay so everything i can tell leon was like an amazing guy yeah he would even like with her kids he like i said he would like treat them like his own and he helped them learn their abcs how to write their names taught them their numbers like he was in their life constantly yeah and he was very important to the family unit yeah everyone that knew leon described him as the nicest guy that you could ever meet he would always walk through the doors at work very happy upbeat and you know his co-workers said that he would cover your shift, like, no problem. He was happy to help out. On their birthdays, he would come with presents, and on Christmas, he'd always bring gifts. Like, he was just, like, everybody's person, everybody's nice guy. Yeah. You could always rely on Leon. Oh, he sounds great. I know. So, we love Leon, right? Yeah, we love Leon. Well, on May 9th of 1996, Leon, who was 30 at the time... He was headed to work his graveyard shift at Kroger's, Mm -hmm. and he left his house around 11.40 p.m. to head to work. Okay. From what I understand from one of the articles, it said that witnesses saw his 1988 Ford Thunderbird pull into the parking lot. Fucking cool. Fucking right. It was black, too. Hell yeah, it was. So coworkers or witnesses, I don't know if they were coworkers or witnesses, but they see him pull into the parking lot at Kroger's right before his shift. And they also see another vehicle pull up next to him. Mhm. But when Midnight rolls around, Leon never comes in to clock in for work. And his coworkers become concerned because that's very much not like him. And they had just seen him out in the parking lot. Like, yeah, just like like, here. here, here. What Where happened to Leon? Yeah. yeah. And also another coworker ended up calling, was like trying to get a hold of, of Leon to be like, hey, can you cover my shift? Because she was like out at a party or something and didn't want to come into work that night. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask Leon if he wanted to pick up the hours or something. And she couldn't get a hold of him. And so eventually the coworkers get so concerned that they end up calling the police because they're like, oh, wow. hey, something happened to Leon. We need to figure out what's going on. Uh-oh. So at 1227 a.m., the same evening, morning now, right, mm-hmm. there were two motorists that were traveling on Farmer's Market Road, 2126. I don't know if you have, that's how you say it. Or do you say it like Farmer Market FM2126 two, two, or 2,162. I don't know how you're <laughs> supposed to say it. 26. Yeah, you got it. I don't know how you're supposed to say it. Anyway, on this service road, basically, yeah. they see a black thunderbird was on fire. Oh, no. On the side of the road. (gasps) And it was where the Thunderbird was at. It was at the entrance to a local firing range, like a rifle range or something like that. Okay. So the witnesses end up calling the fire department, and they came out to put out the fire. Mm -hmm. But while they're putting out the fire, they realize, okay, there's actually a body in front of the car. It was like 10 feet in front of the car. Oh, shit. And that body ended up being Leon's. (gasps) And Leon had been shot in the head, execution style, and was dead. Oh, my God. I know. Why? Okay. We love Leon. We love Leon. Okay, so one account said that it appeared as if he had been kneeling. So, like, they made him kneel and then shot him in the back of the head. I don't like that. I I don't know why it's, like, exponentially worse. It's so much worse. Yeah. It's, like, demeaning. Yes, very much so. Mm Mm-hmm. So, obviously, police open an investigation because they have a murder on their hands now. Then now we got a homicide. Yeah. And it soon comes out that the witnesses that had actually called in the fire, they had a seen a 1970s or late 1970s white, possibly Ford, flatbed pickup truck with chrome mirrors, tented windows, and a gooseneck trailer ball mounted above the bed. Gooseneck trailer ball. That's what I always say. <laughs> and it was stopped on the side of the road where Leon was discovered. And it was with the Thunderbird. Oh. Um One said, one of the accounts said that they were driving really slow on the side of the road. And the other account said that they were stopped together on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Now, I had to Google what a... a gooseneck trailer hitch was? Yeah, exactly. What was it? Gooseneck ball peen hammer? <laughs> yeah, it was called a gooseneck trailer ball mount hitch, whatever. Mounted above the trailer bed. So I had to Google it. But yeah. basically, it's just like a hitch in the middle of the bed of the of the truck so that you can haul like horse trailers. Oh. Like, you know, those trailers that have like an arm that reach out and they go down and it almost looks like it's part of the truck mm-hmm. because of the way that it's hitched. That's what it's hitched to. One of those. OK. A little gooseneck. It kind of almost looks like a tow truck or something, but not really. It's like a I mean, it's a truck with like a fucking gooseneck. hitch. A gooseneck. Gooseneck yeah. ball trailer hitch. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Obviously. obviously. Exactly. <laughs> so when I heard this, I was like, well, this is a great fucking lead, right? Because, like, I live in San Diego. You don't see anybody hauling You don't see any gooseneck often. ball peen hammers no, driving no. around here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be, like, a big hint. Yeah. um, But I don't know about Brownwood, Texas, how many people are hauling horses. But I did ask Arlene, because I have been in f- fucking constant contact with her oh, this shit. whole time via email. But I did ask her, and she was like, actually, that is kind of, like, a good little hint. You know, like, she said she even considered looking around the local junkyards or something just to see, like, if, like, it's a shot in the dark, but maybe one's going to be there. Yeah. Like, maybe what year find was something. this? This was 96. God damn. I know. I know. So as you can tell, we God might not. damn. Yeah, we might not get far with this case. Okay, so because of the eyewitness accounts, mm-hmm. it's believed that there would have had to have been two suspects to commandeer leon basically one person to like hold a gun to his head and tell him he has to drive somewhere and another person to actually drive the truck okay so like they met him at kroger got in and was like yo we're taking you or abducting you from Kroger." basically, basically. yes exactly and we're talking a murder in a small town late at night so this should like rock the community right yeah well you're wrong that's not what happened Because there's a little something you should know about Leon that may be very important to our story. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think it's the reason that it even happened. But Leon was a gay man. Okay, But he was not openly gay because of where he was living. The town of Brownwood was not very welcoming to the gay community in 1996. And I'm assuming it's still probably very much similar to today yeah maybe not as intense as kind of a small town usa oh yeah feel oh yeah that sucks and leon had just entered a more public relationship with another man and so arlene suspects that it's very possible that leon's murder was the act of a hate crime oh my god i know this story (gasps) why why I don't know because people are fucking dumb. But this story is like crazy because I'm like digging into it and going to solve a murder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like that's the, your it, MO. <laughs> every turn I take. I swear with every email with Arlene, I'm like, how did you not mention this the first time? But she's probably like, man, I don't know. It could go every which direction. Like it is insane. So, like I said, probably a hate crime. Mm-hmm. It's also possible that because of the fact that Leon was a gay man, that the police did not put as much effort or time into finding out who his killer was or or trying to catch his killer. Or it could be that the police know who did it, but, like, they're trying to cover for the person. hmm Because the police— who's a fucking the, proud boy. Oh, my God. It sounds crazy, right? Like, I mean, it no, could be it a doesn't. total cover-up. Okay. I could see this happening— Today in some towns, I know that's what I'm saying, and it sounds like Brownwood might be one of those towns. Sorry if you guys live in Brownwood, and I'm totally wrong about it now. But from what I could find on the internet, it's not very welcoming to the LGBTQ community whatsoever. Like there's a blog on there from a guy that owns a deli or something, and he's like welcomes everybody into the town and I guess he's actually really known, known around the town but he says like his deli doesn't really serve local people because nobody will go in there because they know he's gay and he's openly gay but like yes. outsiders always come in or people who have left Brownwood and then come back to Brownwood like later in life or whatever they'll go there because they realize like wow like I the, was pretty damn close minded back there yeah like the small town community that's just like your whole world that's what you think you think that's right it's And then very you, Stepford yeah yes and then you leave and you're like holy shit that's crazy Yeah, there's like a whole other world out there with people Mm -hmm. and ideas different Mm -hmm. than mine. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Actually, on this blog, um, the deli owner was talking about how even on the radio, they made like some anti-gay slur or something like calling people names and shit. And on the radio, the person was laughing and was like, be careful, you're going to get this deli owner to file a complaint like cuz he was he's known for being like hey fuck you don't do that to people like yeah. he's standing up for everybody's rights and the town like almost mocks him oh my god why Still there. I don't know. It's so awful. Well, I'm sure some people well, some people were raised there. Right. Like that's their home. And then you turn out and you're like, hey, guess what? I like doing this thing. Like I like I loving love, these people. Yeah. I love who I want to love. Yeah. You shouldn't have to move just because the people around you are fucking close minded as shit. No, I agree with that. Yeah. It yeah. Just I fucking... know you do. Sucks. I know it really does suck. So let me tell you about Brownwood, Texas. Tell me about Brownwood a little bit Texas. more, okay? Kind of sounds like a shit stain. But uh, it sorry if you does. live there and yeah. aren't an asshole. You can educate us if we're wrong. But so far, it sounds like we're If you like live there and right. you are an asshole, though, be better. We're telling you as your friend right now. Do better. Don't be an asshole, man. Don't be an asshole. If you think you might be an asshole, Fucking you can ask yourself. Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can ask us. You I'll ask tell us. you. Yeah, well, tell I'm you. not unfriendly. <laughs> <laughs> but also, we still love you. It's just, you know, fix it. Yeah, just don't be an asshole anymore. Right. Everybody. Yes. And let everybody love anybody. Yes. Let's just be kind to each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I get if somebody's forcing you, like, you know, you have to stand up for me and all this other stuff. I mean, not to get too political here or something, but, like, you don't owe—nobody owes anybody anything other than just basic respect. Basic respect. You know? Yep. I guess that's where I'll leave it. Okay, so— Treat everybody how you want to be treated. Precisely. It's like we're in fucking elementary again. Elementary, dear Stacy. Uh, yes. So— Like I said, it's not considered a very nice community for the LGBTQ. Howard Payne University is the University of Brownwood, like the big university there where everybody goes and all this other shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big college or whatever there. And it is kind of known for that fact of being like anti-gay, anti-whatever. In fact, Leon had been the target of some anti-gay harassment in the town right around the time that he was found murdered. That's so fucked up. I know. Leon had actually told I think it was his cousin. So now I'm going off a memory off of an email that Arlene had sent me. Mm -hmm. But right before his murder like a couple weeks before his murder or something his cousin had seen Leon parked across the street from Kroger's and his cousin was like yo what are you doing parked across the street and he's like oh I'm waiting for my friend to get off of work and his friend was the son of I believe it was like a police officer or deputy Mm -hmm. or something and his cousin was like okay why don't you wait in the parking lot and Leon was like oh I can't be seen with him because his dad knows I'm gay and won't accept it and i get death threats like they have threatened to kill me if i hang out with his son anymore. what the fuck yeah like it's that kind that level of shit so he was already fearing for his life before then a police deputy okay so like this being an inside job is very possible if somebody caught wind of who he's hanging out with or like Leon had just recently entered a relationship it sounds like if people knew who it was and if they were like oh that's so-and-so's son Or whatever. Like, we're going to get him. Like, grab your pitchforks kind of thing. Oh, no. Yeah. So, also not to mention, and I don't know if this is just the cause of, like, a smaller town or whatever, but, like, Leon's case is not the only murder case to go unsolved around there. And kind of, like, brushed under the rug and forgotten. From what I understand, there's kind of a lot of corruption within the governmental officials, like, you know, police officers your fucking authority figures exactly Mm. so in another crime that took place a few years prior to Leon's murder there was a 13 year old girl by the name of Amanda Goodman and she was walking home from Brownwood Middle School where she attended 8th grade Mm -hmm. and several witnesses saw her walking home that day however she never returned home Mm -hmm. and her body ended up being found 10 miles south of Brownwood about an hour after classes had let out on the side of Indian Creek Road with a gunshot wound to her head so very similar murder. Why? I don't know. Like I don't understand. Like I said honestly I wouldn't have any information on this case to share with you guys if Arlene hadn't given me everything in emails. Like I had just one little snippet. I first started writing this up and I was going off of any article I could find online. Yeah. And they're all very repetitive and there's only like a handful of articles because nobody is talking about his case. And she went to CrimeCon and so we're getting more like podcasts starting to talk about Leanne's case but this shit needs to be blown up and they need to be questioned because This is some fucking bullshit. So like I was saying about Amanda, though, just jumping back to her story, Mm -hmm. much like Leon's, it's almost like it it goes unsolved. Like nobody knows who murdered Amanda. What happened? Amanda was in eighth grade, though. Yeah, she was in eighth grade. Like her case got a few leads, but like it soon went cold. And if you ask if you ask police like what's going on with that cold case, they'll never call it a cold case. They'll never call Leon's a cold case. They always say it's an active investigation. They just don't have any new leads. Bitch, that's cold. Yeah. Yeah. That is cold. If you haven't had new leads in since ninety six, yeah. That's cold. It doesn't yeah. mean it's closed. Those are different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they'll never—they considered it an active and ongoing investigation. Yeah? What so, it, who's on it? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because Arlene gets the fucking runaround, okay? So before I jump into that, okay. remind me to go back to that if I forget. Okay. And it might be in my notes. I can't really remember at this point. <laughs> so the family, they grow upset with how the police are handling Leon's case early on in the investigation. They're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. So they end up hiring a private detective. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh-huh. And he's a local man by the name of William Deere. Probably but I should have gone out of town for that, but <laughs> maybe personal yeah. opinion. Yeah, I know. Right. So William at the time was the top P.I. in Brownwood. But William only ended up working on the case for a few days before he refused to work on it any longer. He said that the local police department was so corrupt and that he started to receive death threats and he quickly dropped the case. What the fuck? But not before taking four thousand dollars of Arlene's. And I think it was like Leon's brother's money. Like, took the full amount to do the case and then was like, I'm not going to do this anymore because I'm getting death threats. Who the fuck, sir? Uh, right? And remember, Arlene's a single mom of three. And at yeah. the time, that was a legit all of the money that she had. She gave away her life savings to Dude, figure out who murdered Leon. That's a lot of money now. It is a lot of money now. In it's a, 96, was a single mom with three kids and you just lost your babysitter? Yeah. Or your nanny, or I mean, yeah, you absolutely. Him? Like, that's what so the fuck? much fucking money. Get this shit, though. Furthermore, William refuses to give her any copies of any reports or any findings that he found while he was working on the case for a few days. How is that legal? She paid for them. I don't know, but I emailed him. <laughs> so Did you? We'll see if he gets back to me. <laughs> um, I think somebody needs to go to small claims court. Yeah. Yeah, we need that four grand back, girl. Yeah, you either Come need on, the Come on, Arlene, let's go together. Or you need the fucking files. Yeah, give you you me something. You How do you something. know the police is so corrupt? What did you find? Yeah. What did you find? Give me give me what you found, because mm-hmm. that's what I've paid for, or mm-hmm. give me my money back. Exactly. There's two fucking options. Exactly. And now he's refusing to take her calls. So I'm sure he won't reply to my email, but I'll of call course. too. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so William What a fucking asshole. My, I, well, was, I guess like, he really should have gone out of town for that. I know, really honestly so furthermore locals in brownwood who have lived there their entire lives or at least lived there in 1996 Mm -hmm. many have never even heard of leanne's case it was literally kept hush hush It wasn't put out in the media. There was like one news article that Arlene sent me a picture of. And actually in the news article, I talk about this later, but I'm going to slam it in here. Mm -hmm. In the news article, there's a picture of the police force standing at the crime scene and it's not taped off. They're walking all over evidence and they're all huddled there like, yeah, check this shit out. Like it was not. It was not handled, processed correctly yeah. at all, which is pretty common now for like those older cases and stuff. But very frustrating yeah. now. And the fact that nobody even knew that Leon was murdered. Like yeah. it's not even a known thing. Arlene has tried on several accounts to get the local news to cover his case or his story or help bring attention to it. And nobody will help. Nobody will air his story. Um, What the fuck? I can also attest to this because, like I said, it's damn near impossible to find anything online about his case. Yeah. So that means nobody's covering it, nobody's talking about it, except Arlene herself. Like, everything that she first sent me in the first email, you could easily find on the articles, and that's it. Yeah. You know? So, like, at least somebody's covering it, but there's so many more details to this case that need to be brought to light. Oh, my God. So now it's been 26 years since his murder, and Arlene is still fighting for justice for Leon. She has followed up to get copies of his autopsy report and any police reports surrounding his case or anything like hey give me everything you got and i'll look at it you know like i want to dig into it i want to know because all she knows was he was shot in the back of the head execution style she's never received an autopsy report nothing like that everything she has is like secondhand information from somebody else telling her like the police officer like oh this is what happened you don't need to know anymore yeah no 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 no. Shouldn't that all be public record? Okay, so here's the thing. So she keeps filing, asking for, like, any kind of information. And they keep saying because it's an active and ongoing case, they can't share anything, which mm. is bullshit. Mm. They haven't gotten anywhere. Um, they She wants to know, like, what, I- what evidence did you keep? Like, what evidence do you have? Yeah. And they're being super tight-lipped about it all. Also. It, it would be different if they were, like, you know, actually— Onto something? Yeah, investigating something and like, oh, we can't do anything because we have a suspect and we're waiting for XYZ to happen. Oh, my God. It gets juicier because everybody's just trying to cover their ass 100 percent. Because Arlene shared screenshots with me of a conversation that she had had with the local Texas Rangers because she was like, hey, I want copies of the file. And the sheriff's department was like, oh, you have to go talk to the Texas Rangers. That's who owns that jurisdiction or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so she did. And the Texas Ranger was like... Like, yeah, I've looked at, like, kind of confided in her some things. Like, I've looked at the case. There's no new fresh leads. The person we suspected died by suicide. Like, they're already dead and gone, even though they suspected two people. And he was like, I recommend that you talk to the sheriff's department. But the sheriff's department sent her to... Them. Yeah. It's like this whole roundabout. And eventually they sent her to a judge. She had to like request information from the judge. And the judge literally was like and at this point she's just trying to get an autopsy report. Yeah. So it's not even like give me all of the police reports. Like I just want to know how like what caught like what, yeah. give me something. Did give you mean what kind of gun it was. Yeah. Did you perform an autopsy? Yeah. And the judge is like, well, we all know his demise, so why are you even asking? Because I fucking want to. Right? Because that's my goddamn right. Just answer the question that I asked. Right? Like, you don't have to know why. You don't. I don't need to provide that for you. Exactly. It doesn't matter why, because I fucking asked. So fucking stupid. So now Arlene suspects that no autopsy was performed on Leon. And maybe... That was done on purpose to help cover up a hate crime or an inside job, right? Yeah. Okay, so here's another thing that's interesting to note. And for the record, this is totally speculation, but I'm going to go ahead and say that it's pretty good speculation on my account. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I could be grabbing my pitchforks. And it's very irresponsible for me to speculate like this and say this shit, but I'm going to because here we are. And that's the kind of podcast we are. Yeah. We're speculating wildly, and listen—if it brings attention to it, then hey, hey, let's let's ruffle some feathers, let's piss some people off, okay? Bad attention's good, right? (laughs) So. A local beloved official of Brownwood Uh-oh. was a man by the name of Groner Pitts. Okay, I don't even know if that's I found. Maybe it's Groner. I don't know. It's Groner Pitts, and you can Google him, and there will be like a million articles about how awesome this man was. Okay, so like he was like in the the Howard Payne, or what I think that's the name of the university, right? Like Hall of Fame for sports, and he funded the whole sports program. He's very involved in the community, very rich, very deep pockets. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking, homeboy was like jet set and lifestyle from one place to another to, like, go to an opera show or some shit. Like, he seems very nice. He was very helpful to the community, mm-hmm. or so it seems. But he just so happened to also own the mortuary that took Leon's body after he was you know, removed from the crime scene. Yeah. And she can't seem to get anything regarding the autopsy or anything, right? Mm-hmm. So now Groner would be, like, a really awesome guy to know if you needed something covered up for you. Oh.
1: And if Andy he owns also, a mortuary. mortuary.
0: Like, just, you know, bag him and tag him. Like, uh-huh. don't do anything on that guy. Let's get him, you know. Just cremate him. And yeah, or him whatever. On. I don't even know if Leon was cremated. But, you know, like, you know, don't, you know, hmm. This one's on the hush-hush. Let's not keep any evidence on this one. Sweep this one under the rug, yeah. So, interestingly... So, Arlene has befriended and gotten into bed with... (laughs) (laughs) No. So, actually, Groner Pitts has passed away. Oh. But I think she said that he had a son who ended up being gay that he disowned. But I might be mixing that up with... The lead detective or the lead police officer or sheriff, deputy, I think is what it was, on Leon's case was a man who was friends with Groner. Or I don't know if they were actually like close friends or anything, but he played a lot of sports in Howard Payne University, I'm sure. And he had a lot of, you know, he supported the teams and everything like that a lot. So I'm sure that they knew each each other. other. Yeah, Mm -hmm. So if you needed someone to cover your shit up and if you had it in good with Groner, it's possible it could have been done. Again, pure speculation here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Speaking an- ill of the dead here, I like it. Another thing to note, though, is that Texas Ranger that sent Arlene the email. Yeah. This is kind of gossip, so grab your popcorn. They said that their lead suspect died mm-hmm. by suicide. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to note, and I'm leaving the name of the deputy out, the lead deputy out, because I do know it. But I'm leaving it out because I don't know and I don't want to talk badly about somebody. If it's like this is really bad, you know, pure speculation. I know the facts about Groner Pitts. Like I know that he owns the mortuary. He had deep pockets. He'd probably be a good guy to know. I don't know if he did it. It, That is speculation that he would probably be a good guy to know. But also you could put that together again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to name this other guy because I don't know that. And I could really be speaking ill of the dead. But he's he's he resigned shortly after Leon's case. And the only time you really resign is if you're guilty of something, right? Like you're trying to distance yourself from it. Yeah. And he also passed away. I don't know how. I tried. I, di- I dug. All it says was unexpectedly or swiftly or something like that. So maybe that's indication of suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to what I gather from Arlene, both of these individuals were very anti-gay people, right? Like, yeah, they're not going to accept it. So it could be the case of what if Leon, I'm speculating here, what if Leon was hanging out with somebody or started dating somebody that... Or somebody's son. Exactly. Or was really close and they're like, not so-and-so's son. We're not going to allow that. We're going to kill him. They take him out to the rifle range or close to the rifle range where you can fire a gun off and nobody's going to question it. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to be like, I heard a gunshot at this time. Like, that's fucking common. Over by the rifle range. Yeah. And also in Arlene's screenshots, she was having a conversation, I think it was with one one of Leon's co-workers and the rifle range they were known to like party and have like whatever fun good old time there or whatever yeah. so I mean it's possible that they were partying one night and they were like hey you know who we can go snag real quick yeah I know for a fact he's gonna go start work bring him over here dump his body and run but you would I would think that the person who was in the relationship with Leon or who was dabbling with Leon might know something Well, would know and also feel guilty... And have spoken up like, hey, maybe. back there, my dad or piece of shit friend or brother whoever, you know, yeah, took, Could took be. my relationship into their hands because they didn't like what I was doing or, you know, what they thought he was doing to me, you know? Yeah, and definitely the hope is by, like, bringing Leon's story to light is that somebody will come forward and say something like that. But you have to consider at the time it wasn't accepted to be openly gay, so maybe that person wasn't openly gay and they don't want to admit that. Or maybe it wasn't even that. It was just the simple fact that Leon was gay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is so sad and so senseless. That's such a, like, small reason to kill a person. Oh, yeah. You know? And it's really the only reason we have. Like, I don't like what you do on your own time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who you love. That's so fucking stupid. Right? That's so stupid. That's the worst reason to kill a person. I know. Okay, so another thing that that Texas Ranger had said to Arlene in an email, mm-hmm. which, by the way, this person gave, like, little snippets, which is awesome because it's all she's been given. Mm-hmm. But in the end, he eventually was like, I encourage you to go speak to the sheriff's department because he can't give away everything. He's being very nice by giving her what he can. Yeah. Not to be like, oh, he's a hero. But, like, shit, man, is the only thing she can get. But at this point, a hero is kind of subjective. Yeah, I guess so, right? So, he had said that the witnesses who saw the truck on the side of the road who called 911 that they mm-hmm. were actually intoxicated, so you don't really have any reliable witnesses. The one person that they suspected died by suicide. So really there's nothing more going on on the case and also said that any evidence would have burned up in the fire. So to me that tells me they have zero evidence. They didn't collect a shell casing, they don't have a bullet. You know, or anything. They didn't, they obviously didn't collect footprints because they were all standing around the fucking crime scene. Yeah. Or tire tracks or. Yeah. And Arlene was asking, like, even do you have his clothes? Like anything. Do you have any evidence? I'm guessing they have zero evidence and they're trying to cover their asses by saying, like, you know, this is an ongoing investigation, so we don't want to share anything. So they're just always going to say that yeah because the texas ranger dude is like you know any evidence would have been burned up in the fire that's bullshit well and that's, that's an excuse yeah that's, that's not where fucking... the evidence was that we're looking for no it was he was shot outside of the car yeah oh, we think or maybe well he like was his... dead outside of the car yeah his body was outside of the car the crime scene was greater than just the car on fire yeah like yeah. it went further than just the car on fire and so like even his clothes like you said yeah Yeah, so it was botched from the very beginning, and I'm guessing they're trying to cover their ass. I think it was an inside job, again, speculating, inside job or hate crime or whatever, and nobody gave a shit Yeah, or they were covering their ass. I don't know so much about an inside job, but also you read a lot more than I have, obviously. But I do think that the whole cover-up thing, like they fucked up and then they're like, "Uh uh-oh, now people care because Arlene has been you know, Mm -hmm. persistent about it, and they have to cover up what they fucked up. The only reason I support the inside job possible theory is because the guy resigned. The lead deputy on the case resigned shortly after Leon's murder. And I am speculating that he might have been possibly their suspect because he died suddenly. Like, if he died by suicide, then... You're sending up some red flags like I'm piecing those together. And we don't know who the suspect who died by suicide was. No. Interesting. Yeah. We're speculating wildly. Because I don't know if he died by suicide. I'm literally grasping at straws to try to put it together. But again, I could be wrong and it could literally just be a botched investigation. And then he was like, fuck, man, I did a really terrible job back there. I better leave before I get yelled at for this. I'm just going to go ahead and resign. Yeah. Like, why are you resigning, bro? He could have just resigned for other reasons or his wife was leaving him and he's like, I got more shit to focus on or whatever the fuck. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to resign. Is there, though, small town? You're the deputy, the lead deputy or whatever, the sheriff? I don't know what the fuck he was. I should have read her. I should have wrote that down after I read her email. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if he's just like a deputy or something, it's just whatever. Like, he's going to go do something else. He's going to go work security. Fucking oh, walk the beat. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be mall security, do something Mm -hmm. else. I don't know. It seems kind of fishy to me. Of course. But everything's fishy if you look for it. I'm looking for it. Yeah. I think it's a bad... I mean, from what I've heard right now in the last 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. I just think it seems like it was a really poorly done investigation. And then they were like, oh, fuck. Well, doesn't matter because he's gay and I don't care about that. So just let it go, whatever. And then... Now that people were asking questions, they were like, "Oh fuck, no, it's open." I don't think people were asking questions. Well, Arlene, yeah, but she wasn't. I mean, they were. I guess they were trying to pressure, like, "Hey, man, like, what's going on?" And they hired their own private investigator, and he quit because he was getting death threats. But like nobody else in the town Can I was see questioning those death threats, like. Huh? Can I see those death threats? Sir? I know, right? What do you mean you were getting death threats? I from don't know. who? Written? Well, Email? that's another reason why it might be an inside job. Like, why are the police like, yo, man, mind your own fucking drop business? Drop it. Yeah, yeah, just drop it. Exactly. That's true. And nobody else in the town even fucking knew about it. Like, it was literally only Arlene. Nobody would cover the case. Nobody would talk about it. It was Arlene. So they didn't really have any kind of pressure. Like, there was no pressure for that guy to resign. Nobody yeah. was like, wow, you really fucked that up back there. Nobody cared. Nobody but that's knew. that's what kind of makes me think that... That wouldn't be why he'd resign. Like, maybe his wife was leaving him or Well, I think else, he like would resign because he might be guilty. So he's like, let me d- distance my fuck myself away from this shit. Like, if he did the murdering or something. Yeah. If he shot. If well, what he would shot resigning him? help? If anything, you'd stay on the force and be like, that case? Maybe they forced him to resign. Maybe they were oh. like, dude, you can't do that shit. Like, we covered your ass, but you need to leave. Hmm. We're going to let you resign. Yeah. Hmm. I don't With know. Sweet severance sweet severance. I don't know. So now Arlene has like almost zero hope at this point that there will be any justice for like served for Leon. Like she doesn't think they're actually going to find who killed him which I think is bullshit. I'm ready to go fucking hunt down anybody with an old 1970s Goosenick. white Ford. Yeah exactly like fuck <laughs> that fucking shit. Motherfucking Ford Ranger gooseneck. Yeah. yeah that's right. I'm ready to hunt that shit down. I'm not going to let her quit. <laughs> I am fucking emotionally invested at this point. But she just wants the local sheriff's department to be held accountable for their irresponsible actions so that this doesn't happen to another victim. Yeah. Like another person. Like obviously there's some sort of corruption. I would say that there's enough evidence to speculate that some fuckery is afoot inside of that department. Mm Mm-hmm. Like maybe get some restructuring and some retraining Mm -hmm, going on. mm -hmm. Maybe we watch a training video or two where it's like, hey, you know what's not cool? Cover-ups, inside jobs. So anyway, if someone's murdered, what you have to do is secure the crime scene and don't stomp all over it. Yeah. Here's steps one, two, and three. Exactly. Collect all the bullets. (laughs) from the body. Perform an autopsy even if they're shot. Even if you know how they died. Please continue to do so. If it's a homicide. You want to know more than just how. Yeah. You want to know What? Hot. (laughs) Hot. Uh, Okay, so like I said, she doesn't expect much, but she is raising money via GoFundMe to hire a lawyer to help her fight the sheriff's department to hold them responsible. Are we going to share that GoFundMe? Oh, I'm going to put that shit in the link in the show notes. So I encourage anybody who is able to assist Arlene to and if you are so moved by this story to go donate and if you're not moved by the story go talk to arlene (laughs) (laughs) she'll move you (laughs) yeah she'll move you i am fired up she'll she has no i asked i was like can i say all of this on the podcast and she's like yeah i've said all the shit publicly before like i don't mind at all Like, somebody has to pay attention yeah Whether it be, like, outrageous, which I honestly don't think anything I've said so far is that outrageous. Sure, I'm speculating. But if it makes you uncomfortable, then you should care, too. Right? Yeah. Like, you should care, too. Hey, I live here. That's a problem. That is very upsetting. Say something. Tell us. Yeah. Tell us that it's upsetting and that you don't like it and that you don't agree with it. But there's just nothing. Everybody is just, like, quiet about it. Mm. Such Bullshit. Anyway, so she says that she doesn't want any money herself or anything like that. It's literally just to stop the corruption. She's going to use it all for lawyer fees or whatever. So, Good. to help bring attention to his case. In closing, I wanted to leave you with Arlene's own words Ooh. because she finished one of her emails with this and it broke my heart. Oh, I'm not ready. But she said, What I want to express about Leon is that he was the biggest teddy bear, the kindest person you will ever meet. He was always there for everyone. He never once raised his voice, and I never saw him mad. I will never know anyone as kind as him. A part of me died with him, a part no one else can fill. He did not deserve to be taken from us and in such a horrific way. It's not fair that he didn't get to fall in love and marry the one he loved or have children. He didn't get to see my children grow up and to get to know their children. His life was robbed of that. Our lives were robbed as well. And it's not fair that the people who took that away from him get to enjoy the last 26 years with their families. I've come to terms that no one will be convicted of this crime, but I want them to know I've not forgotten what they did. I have not forgotten Leon, and I never will, and I'll never give up. Isn't that sad? Oh my God, that's heartbreaking. You guys, we have to help save Leon. Save? I don't know. You know, we have to go get his story out there. Justice. Justice, Justice for, for Leon. That's right. Actually, Arlene does have a Facebook page for him as well, so I'll, I'll link that, out. too, yeah. in the show notes. But, guys, this is so upsetting, Like, I know we talk about this all the time and everything, and it definitely made it more real when we were at CrimeCon and we were talking to, like, face-to-face with the victims' families. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, it'll rock your world. Like we both left CrimeCon and we were like, "I'm emotionally tapped. Like I am sad. I need a lot of therapy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we read it all and we joke about it and everything, but like we have a real opportunity to help a family find some sort of resolution or to hold people accountable for these crimes. And so, you know, I just encourage if you're in a if you're in a position like maybe you write articles for your local newspaper or something, you know, it's Pride Month. Get that shit out there. Go tell his story you know help help bring his name to the forefront of people's minds so we don't forget and so that everybody knows it's not acceptable it's a small little thing you can do and it makes such a huge difference Mm. and go give arlene some love because that's fucked up she lost her bestie man that sucks i'd be so pissed if somebody killed you Uh, and then nobody cared i'd be so pissed (laughs) i don't know who wouldn't care right but this is where she's at like her bestie died was murdered and nobody cares that fucking blows. And she's that like, That sucks. That's so horrible. She said, though, like she gets so discouraged that she's almost given up so many times and then one little spark of hope will come up and then she's like, I can't stop. Aww. That's got to be exhausting. That's very exhausting. You guys, goddamn fam, let's get it together. Let's email people and be like, Hey, fuckers, tell me what's going on with Leon's case. Why <gasps> we Leon. all like spam yeah. the yeah. sheriff? Let's do it. Let's do it. Is. I'm fucking for it. Brentwood. Brown County. Actually, I submitted requests for uh, any case files or any police reports or anything about him. And I immediately got a response that was like, if you want that, you need to talk to the local sheriff's department and gave me a phone number. And I was like, okay, I will. So we can all call the local sheriff's department and be like, hey, I have a question. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Let's all call. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like get involved in a, you know, ongoing case and fuck shit up. It's literally like bullshit. Yeah. Like you're I'm calling your bullshit right now. We're all calling your bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You just haven't. You don't have anything. You don't have anything. So just share say it with us. You don't have anything. Yeah, yeah. Share it with us. Maybe we have something. Yeah. Maybe all these armchair detectives can come out. Maybe. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. It's better than what it's doing now, sitting on a shelf, collecting dust. Yeah. What if do you, you have to hide? to hide. Right. Yeah. And if you don't like me talking about you botching shit, then come tell me that you don't like it, or go tell the world you don't like it, so that we all believe you. Give us a reason to believe you. Yeah. But they're just quiet about it. It's fucking bullshit. Anyway, obviously I'm fired up. Obviously, now I'm pissed. Well, God damn. <laughs> this is how I've been though the whole time researching it. I I literally have gone. I am like deep in Facebook. I've been sending her pictures and I'm like, I don't know if you see this truck in the background, but I see this truck in the background and I have some questions. Oh shit, I don't know if we're gonna get answers, but I'm just saying. I hope the sheriff responds to you at least. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to say. I was going to call today because I literally was fired up on it today. And I was going to call and I'm like, I should probably like record it and also be prepared. Yeah. To le- is it OK like, to record? Do I have to say, hey, I'm recording? I mean, I don't have to share it with you guys. But like, just in case they say something stupid, I could be like, hey, yeah, that was stupid. Or Like, this is what they said. And they're like, we didn't say that. Yeah. They have a history. But then of I think that's it. illegal. I think you've to, you to like, someone without their knowledge? Yeah, I don't really know. This is all going off of like Johnny Depp's case. <laughs> oh, I actually don't know. Huh? We'll look into that. I mean, not that they're going to say anything incriminating, but at least if they're like if no, they I could be like, they fucking said no. Yeah, and then I'll share that with you guys. For what? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why not? Why? And if they say it's an ongoing and active investigation, what do I challenge? Like, no, it's not. What? Ha- what new leads have you had? When's How- the last time you got a lead? Yeah. Like what year? <laughs> When does it go to cold? Like, how do they just get to classify it, whatever? I don't know the rules, but I'm so either. frustrated. I don't either. Maybe we should look at the rules. And okay. Then call. Yeah. I'm going to come with ammo. I'll come with a PowerPoint presentation yeah. and like an Excel spreadsheet. And I'll be like, excuse me, sir. I actually think that you're awesome. And I just wanted to have why. a quick conversation with you regarding Leon's case, and then he'll be like, "You're stupid. Shut up." And I'll be like, "Okay, fuck you. Gloves coming off." <laughs> well, that's okay because I was just kidding. You yeah. suck. I also prepared this second presentation about how lame you are. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool though if they were just like, "All oh, right, like here you go." At least we can apply pressure. Yeah, make them uncomfortable so and they someone have to talk. Else is asking. I yeah. guess we'll give it to you. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm not going to get anything from it. But, like, if you all help and ask, is that, like, bad? I don't know. Should we rally the troops? Is that illegal? I don't really know the rules on this, guys. You tell me what you think. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. I love it. <laughs> so if you want to check out pictures—oh, that's another thing. She sent me a bunch of pictures of Leanne. Aww. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to post that on social media. If you want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, go to isgdpodcast.com, or you can go on any of our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Our handle is at isgdpodcast.com. Come join our Patreon for as little as a dollar. You get one extra episode a month, and there are extra tiers so you can get behind-the-scenes video access to everything. Everything. All of it. If you want to email us, email us at isgdpodcast.com, or if you want to snail mail us. You're going to need Gmail in there. What did I say? isgdpodcast.com. You're going to want to put at gmail.com in that. In the email. Yeah, and if you don't know what I just said, go listen to the last episode. We nailed the same, it back there. Yeah, our <laughs> mark. <laughs> or if you want to snail mail us, do so at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. And in the meantime, everybody be kind to each other. Be kind to each other. Love each other. It doesn't matter who somebody else loves. It doesn't matter. And at the bare minimum, we owe each other respect, right? You goddamn right we do. That's goddamn right. I respect you, motherfuckers. Well, I respect you, motherfuckers, too. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.